1: it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're gonna love season nine. Subscribe to our show, and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel, Christina
2: Aguilera. What do these three have in common?
4: Digging out under this avalanche of a news story in Denver. Yeah, we're going to hear from Sean Payton. You heard a little from him there on the decision to bench Russell Wilson. Welcome in. Here's is Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road asset protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are not alone. Our executive producer is the one and only Jason Stewart. Lorena Peterson, our technical producer.
3: What's up, fellas?
4: And Isaac Lohenkron is at the news desk giving us the latest day in and day out, minute in and minute out of this developing story. Russell Wilson heading to the bench. Sean Payton makes the decision. Let's go. Hit carry up at carry25roads. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. We are hanging out with you here on Fox Sports Radio, and I've talked a lot. And Just to kind of give you a bit of a summary as Carrie and I sat in for the Doug Gottlieb show as well. That uh, Carrie and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to say <laughs> this: You think it's the ego of Sean Payton that is driving this entire decision in Denver?
6: Yes. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, it, and I don't. Yeah, I, I I really stand firm with that. I I think should I have a, a softer stance this hour? Should I? No, no, it's okay. totally fine because you're
4: going right. to be able to maybe even strengthen your stance when you hear from Sean Payton. <laughs> and as I told Kerry, I go, I don't I don't completely disagree with him. But if if our opinions were on a clock, his would be at noon and mine would be at nine o'clock, maybe at 10 o'clock, maybe 930 at o'clock, somewhere else, <laughs> somewhere just off to the side of it. And I just feel that this is the reason why you bring Sean Payton in as your head coach. He's the only one that will have the guts and the ability and the the stature and the resume to bench Russell Wilson. And I think that there's a, a bigger conversation to have because, to Kerry's point, that there have been stuff that have been happening since the day that Sean Payton was in the building yes. leading up to this point, and that's why it's all Sean Payton. And maybe that is the case, but I think that's why Sean Payton got this job. If you brought in another first-time head coach or a coach that hadn't won a Super Bowl – it's very tough to to bench Russell Wilson and make that decision, but Sean Payton is able to do it, and I actually think because of his stature and because of who he is, allows us to view this benching as more normal than it would be if it was just some rookie head coach or a coordinator for the first time taking over a job. I think Sean Payton's stature is the reason why he was hired. And that's to move on from Russell Wilson if the franchise needed to.
6: Yeah, I think that's the the issue I have with it is there's multiple issues. The timing, number one. But also, like, you know there has to be a scapegoat there in that situation, right? And it just seems like Sean Payton hasn't taken any accountability. And I know that to be a fact because of what he said before the season even started, right? So – all the factors point into the direction, into the the mindset that I have for Sean Payton and his his ego being at play here, because he tried to soften the blow once he first got the job, and he realized the mess that he said was left there by Hackett. Which I mean, I think we all agree that it it was not a good job of Hackett, you know, being a head coach of the sure. Denver Broncos, which is true. But as a head coach, if you're confident in yourself and you really believe. In the machismo, the ego that you have, you don't soften your blow. You you ride that wave and you just go in there and do your job and you get it done. And when you start to put out those fillers to soften the blow and then now this happens where now you're out of playoff contention and you want to soften the blow again, it just two, one, one plus one equals two and that's what I kind of see with Sean Payton here.
4: You, you feel that Russell Wilson was doomed from the beginning. Yes. And, and I don't disagree. That's why we're not on opposite sides yeah, of the clock. Yeah. Is that but, and and it's funny because now in the National Football League we see so much especially with guys coming into the NFL college quarterbacks and you're taking stuff that they did in college and incorporating it into the pro game mm-hmm. fitting it into how to make those quarterbacks yes you know better yeah. how, to take their strengths try to carry it over from the college game into the pro game and I guess if that was the criticism of Peyton, from what we've heard of what they've tried to do, or what he doesn't want Russell Wilson to do, I just wonder how much Sean Payton was willing to give up of his system of what he wants to do to accommodate Russell Wilson. And I I don't know if we'll ever really know that answer. Maybe at some point when when Russell Wilson has moved on elsewhere, and, and I'm not even sure honestly if Russell Wilson will even go that far, uh, considering how Russell Wilson is Wilson is so protective of his image yeah and i think that we saw that a couple of weeks ago in detroit which is a, a bigger issue and where this all leads to but I, I i do wonder if sean payton needed to be a little bit more flexible in terms of accommodating russell wilson he didn't not he didn't russell wilson didn't always have to be his guy but how much were you willing to sacrifice of your system to really want to make it work with russell wilson
6: yeah humility is one of those things where if you are a leader of men and i've talked about that talk about this on the Doug show, right? Like the humility that comes with and the responsibility that comes with being a leader of men. If you can't be flexible or do what's best for the team and the guys that you have in that building, like we know your system worked really well in New Orleans. You had a Hall of Fame quarterback that could do that. You have another Hall of Fame cusp quarterback here that does it a little differently. How do you accommodate him and accommodate your team and not yourself? And all those factors are what is the reason I feel the way I feel about Sean Payton. Because if you really are that good of a coach and that good of a leader of men, you can accommodate or take some of the prolificness out of what you do and add to the prolificness of what somebody else does. And he doesn't seem to do that.
4: He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Pyre. We do have Sean Payton speaking just a few moments ago to members, uh, at least within the past half hour or so, explaining his decision to bench Russell Wilson.
7: I understand all the, the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. And I can tell you we're desperately trying to win. And sure, in our, in our game today, there are economics and all those other things, but the number one push behind this, and it's a decision I'm making, is to get a spark offensively. One of the things we saw when we signed Stidham in the off season was not only film from preseason games, but regular season games. And you know, he's a guy that you know, I'm anxious to see play. And if I didn't feel like he gave us the chance to win, we wouldn't be making that move. And so the irony is, obviously, is is he was in a situation that many would say is very similar, and yet I would say it's somewhat different. I spent time with Russ this morning, and he's been a pro and, and obviously disappointed, but you know, the, all the work that goes into doing what he does or doing what they do at that position, it's difficult and challenging, and you know, there's a part of you, certainly myself as a head coach, that feels like, man, I, I needed to be better. In regards to the future, That we haven't had a sit down, and I'm sure we will, Greg and I and George, we speak frequently, but this is about now, and this is about trying to get our eighth Win and uh, we'll go from
6: there. Dad, uh, can I throw you a question real quick? Yeah, we know that we know Russell's not his guy. We know that, correct? Obviously, number one. Yes. In New Orleans, obviously there is an allegiance that he had with Drew Brees, and I'm going to bring up this right now. In Drew Brees' final year, he couldn't throw the ball ten yards down the field, and that's a fact. He would get rid of the ball so quickly, but he has Peyton had an allegiance with. Drew Brees, right? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't put him on a bench to try to win a game to to do that, to, to ruin the reputation of a Drew Brees. So why is this okay and now he's trying to win? And, you know, like yeah. just the conversation around doesn't sit well. Yeah, I, I, I do
4: think that it's it's loyalty to Brees and the of lack course. of the lack of loyalty to Russell Wilson. I do believe that Sean Payton is not being truthful in what is going on in saying that this is not a, a... Saying, I know that there is a, this is a... Talk about this being a money decision. Mm-hmm. It is obviously a money decision. They've, they've made the decision. In fact, this is not unheard of in the NFL. Jared right. Stidham, the guy that's going to take over for Russell Wilson, did the exact same thing for Derek Carr last year. Yeah. When the Raiders were going to move on from Derek Carr, now they did so in the fashion of Carr was no longer really with the team. Wilson reportedly will be the backup uh, to, to Stidham. But... There is a financial a financial move to it. And then, then the other part of the question, and it's something that you brought up earlier, is if this is about getting their eighth win, they could have gotten their eighth win on Christmas Eve night against the Patriots. If it if it was that bad, where you lost, by the way, on a 54-yard field goal, but if it was that bad, why wasn't Jared Stidham the guy then? Why wasn't Jared Stidham after, the guy after Sean Payton laid into Russell Wilson On a, it wasn't on network TV, it was on the NFL Network, but on national TV on the sidelines in Detroit, where I've never seen a... I've seen Tom Brady get into it with Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniels and have those conversations. It's a back and forth. This was a one-sided scolding Mm -hmm. that Sean Payton gave of Russell Wilson. Why wasn't a move made then? Those are the questions that I have on, on why this decision was being made. And again, just why I go to the point of, you know, at, at some point, this decision was going to be made. And maybe Sean Payton is laying the, the groundwork. He's the only one that that can do it. But man, if there was ever a tipping point, and what bothered me so much, Kerry, about what happened in Detroit was Russell Wilson just stood there and took it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, at some point, you have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Even if you're in the wrong, you have to say, you know what, I am a you know nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Right. I've been in the Super Bowl. I also have won a Super Bowl. I, I I've been in that in that arena. I went to another one. You know, the next year, I'm Russell Wilson. I'm the face of this franchise. You have to stick up for yourself, even if you're wrong, even if it's even if it is your fault. You have to show some sort of fight because I think everybody else sees that. Yes. And to see Sean Payton put him in his place on the sidelines in Detroit a couple of weeks ago, it was so disheartening to see. That is when the end happened. I think that is the absolute because I don't think Sean Payton was that mad over how they were getting screwed at the goal line by the calls that were being made or what the ref was doing. He was taking out all of his frustrations and dealing with Wilson over the last few weeks and over the last few months and took took it out on him on that spot and Wilson didn't do a thing about
6: it. Yeah, it almost looked calculated. Like he wanted Russell Wilson to respond so that would have been the ground for him to bench him. Like sure. that's what it looked like because obviously he drove them all the way down the field. They didn't score and the operation looked a little off, but why didn't Peyton challenge the play? Like there's 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 all yeah. there's fault in what he did there. So it's like almost like he's mad at himself, but also trying to provoke Russell Wilson. I, I really feel that way. Like there's some deep down thing that we don't know about if, that's going on
4: in the If well. he provoked him you think that that's what Peyton wanted to do? Peyton wanted to see some fight, or you just wanted Peyton to get Russell Wilson to react for his own amusement?
6: It could have been a little bit of both there. That's a good point too. I mean, like, it's show some fight, like he is. Russell Wilson has been really calm and reserved and kind of, you know, sure. kind of tucked away with his reactions and how he responds. I mean, I've seen some fighting him in some of these games when they were on the streak. He would do a little fist pump or get get excited a little bit, but he hasn't been the same Russell Wilson since he's been in Denver, and so. You can tell his confidence is shot, but he hasn't, you know, in in Seattle, he definitely had a swagger. And you could sense that about him and that team. And I, and I think it obviously it stemmed with the Legion of Boom, right? I mean, the defense permeated throughout that offense and the running game, and he made timely pl- plays, but he had none of that in Denver. And I think it could be a little bit of, uh, of Peyton wanting him to show some fight, but I also think it's a little bit of him wanting to, Have Russell react, and then there could be grounds for him to bench him Yeah, for the public to see.
4: This is interesting. Jordan Schultz of the Bleacher Report, uh, Jordan, an insider getting NFL scoops and NBA scoops, uh, wrote this within the past hour that the Broncos, uh, sources told him, the Broncos threatened to bench Wilson weeks ago if he didn't remove his injury guarantees. That's the point that Peyton wanted to disregard in saying that, if if Russell Wilson were to get hurt in these one of these last two games, then his salary for twenty twenty four would be guaranteed ah. for injury. Mm-hmm. Uh the uh report that sources told Schultz was that the benching today, solely financially related and has been in the works for weeks. So far back that two days after they beat the Chiefs in Denver, the Broncos told him that he would be inactive for the rest of the season. If he did not adjust his contract and defer the injury guarantee trigger date that he has for 2025, because he has $37 million in injury guarantees for that year that will be guaranteed no matter what after March of next year, meaning 2024. So that was that was right after, not that they lost in Kansas <laughs> City, that was after their win exactly. where he threw three touchdowns and saying that uh, Wilson was, was shocked and that both sides then got into a dispute on how to move forward with this situation
6: and that would make that would make sense and if that was the case that would soften my stance on Peyton today <laughs> but that's not what we've heard right and, and then he comes out in in the press conference and says there's nothing about that right so it gives me the grounds to feel the way I feel about what he's saying because of you know, what, he, what they're presenting to us but it also makes sense of why Russell struggled the last couple of weeks too Like if you're getting this undue pressure about your contract now, when you're in the midst of winning four games in a row, like it's, you know, it's just it's unfortunate. Here's here's my
4: question, and maybe maybe I'm missing this, and I'm I'm, literally it's a question that if anybody, if Isaac, if Jason, if Lorena, Carrie, if you make sense of any of this, doesn't Sean Payton have the final say on what they're going to do with Russell Wilson, whether he likes it or not? (laughs) I mean, you you've been in the locker room. So to go to Russell Wilson and say, we want you to adjust this, otherwise we're going to make you inactive, and they push back, well, that, that would give them even more reason to make him inactive because he's not abiding by it that he wants to play, that those triggers are going to be enacted mm-hmm. if he were to get hurt at any point following that Chiefs win up until now, December 27th. like that. So there's been two months that Denver has been basically playing with fire is that what we're saying here knowing that they were going to move on from Russell Wilson in October and then they end up playing good football and end up winning some games but i don't think that ultimately changes their decision on how they they end up wanting to move forward maybe it wouldn't have looked good in the in the pr eyes and that's Where this all comes down to, because now you're coming off of a loss to the New England Patriots, who really didn't have anything to play for, and it looks better. But the Broncos were playing with fire for two months. Like, am, am, am I, I don't, I don't think I'm missing anything here. And that's the one thing that just doesn't make sense. Like, if they wanted him to be inactive, there's still, he's still a player, no matter how valuable, you know, his contract is. You can make him inactive, and then you wouldn't have to have worried about him waiving any of the injury guarantees.
6: How do you make him inactive and you're in a winning streak and you're in the midst of the playoffs and he gives you the best chance to win? Jared Stidham doesn't give them the best chance to win. Right now, Russell Wilson does. And so with all that being said, if they were to do that, they, they really don't care about winning. It said that the NFLPA came involved. Are you
4: oh. surprised by that? <laughs> <laughs> all, of course they're gonna they're uh, they're going to be involved. But you know you, they they beat the Bills on that Monday nighter. You know they beat the Vikings. Uh, the, you know they top the Browns. Yep. You, you know in the game and so. But again, like what's what's there to negotiate? That's that's the part that I'm just trying to trying to to reconcile, if you didn't want him to cash in on that injury guarantee, then you wouldn't have played him. And for some reason... It had to be for optics. It, to your point, it's it had to be the only thing because it also it just doesn't make sense to go to Jared Stidham right now. And I know <laughs> that you're saying Jared Stidham is not as good as Russell Wilson, but you know what did happen last year when Jared Stidham did fill in for Derek Carr? Yeah, the Raiders actually played pretty well. Yeah, he's not bad in those two games. No, he's not bad at all. So it's so it's, it's not completely out of the possibility that Jared Stidham would actually have success in these final two games and prove that Sean Payton and the Broncos made the right decision. You know, this is this is lost, but the the Milwaukee people may not remember this, but the Milwaukee Brewers were were longing for a playoff berth for years about 15 years ago. And they're coming down the stretch and it's kind of starting to fall apart. And they fired Ned Yost their manager with 2 weeks to go in the season. And Yost had been there and trying to build the team up. But it was because, listen, this is our chance. This is our opportunity. We are watching it slip away. Dale Swain ended up becoming the manager, and what do you know, lo and behold, the Brewers ended a 26-year playoff drought. And they made the move at the end of the year, which was crazy to think that a team in the playoff hunt would fire their manager. Mm-hmm. But they felt it was the only thing that they could do to make the playoffs. If that was the only thing that the Broncos could do and protect themselves from injury guarantee, why wasn't Jared Stidham starting two weeks ago, three weeks? I just and I know I'm preaching to the choir, Kerry. <laughs> I don't expect you to answer these, you know, rhetorical questions. Yeah. But that's what I'm putting out there. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense. What, Jason, what do you think about that? I just Jason?
8: think that um the to hear both of you summarize this, it sounds like at the very least the Broncos are guilty of management like malpractice. Carrie, you know how um, delicate the ecosystem is yes. in a locker room, especially with the QB1. And in the middle of a season, they're trying to to renegotiate something that they signed. That's why Jordan Schultz had this report. This sounds like a cut and paste from their agent. And the agent wants to get their story out there. Yes, And this is showing them that if the Broncos didn't want him, why did they sign him to this deal? And there's a contract here, and... Um, we've been validated by the NFL, Pierre, whatever, to to hold up this contract. But if anything else, I think that Sean Payton is guilty of this malpractice, screwing with a team in the middle of the season like this.
6: And how do you expect that player, after how he's been treated, obviously, and even in the public eye, to acquiesce to your demands? It just doesn't it doesn't sit well and as a former player it really irks me that, and i i know you could probably feel that but it's when you say malpractice it's it's definitely that and say that don't hide behind no, it's not economic it's we we have the reports we have the information that says otherwise right 37 million in injury guarantees for
4: 2025 that would have become guaranteed on march 5th of 2024 if he was uh injured I would have been trying to pull a groin for the last two months if I was Russell <laughs> That's Wilson. what I'm saying. You know, like, it's just, yeah, just, you know, bum ankle, Miami's not feeling right.
6: Like, the guy wants to win, and he's trying to trying to rewrite what happened last year, right? We all know how bad that was, and he's trying to go out there and, and put it all on the line for those guys, and you're talking about But he is also trying to protect his money, like, because
4: there is the point that they asked him to, to take care of the injury guarantees, and he would not do that. What does that mean? Dan? I mean, I mean well, meaning like if Russell Wilson got hurt, they're saying we'll play you. Yeah, we will continue to play you in these games, but if you get hurt, we do not want to be on the hook for the guarantees. And Wilson's like, uh, uh-uh, uh that's not happening. No
6: way. Why would yeah. I do that? I'm not playing ball with that. We 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 put a contract out. You already don't guarantee our contracts anyway. And I know he got a lot of guaranteed money, but sure. obviously it's not guaranteed because now they want to take something away from that as well. So it's just. It's just not, it's not a cool new, cool place to be. Oh, uh, how the world turns <laughs> in Denver. He's
4: Cary Rhodes. I'm Dan Beyer. It's Covino and Rich. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hit him up at Cary25Rhodes. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Fox
5: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio radio app search fsr to listen live
3: juan gabriel
5: Celina.
3: <laughs> celia cruz azúcar carol g
2: la bichota
10: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to "Playing Dirty" sports scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It's Kavita and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Kerry Rhodes not giving
6: the thumbs up to Dolly Parton. We don't acknowledge this version. <laughs> this is put this in the shadow realms. We don't uh, listen to this one.
4: I'm Dan Byer, <laughs> sitting in for Kavino and Rich today. We're not alone. Isaac Lorenz going to be here at the bottom of the hour. Lorena Peterson, the technical producer, choosing this hit. I, I'll say I'm going to say something after we get settled in. And Jason Stewart's our executive <laughs> producer, and he'll be here in a matter of minutes with a midweek major. This is this may this <laughs> this is a little. This, i I'm not I'm not sure if I'm down with down with this either. But I will say that the puffy remake has gotten worse over the years. Oh yeah. Like it is it that's not a good sample of every breath you take.
6: There's there's nothing that will ever compare to the original. And also all he's doing is getting residual pay from these people that are playing around with this song sure. and making it worse. Yeah, it's Sting like a double whammy. Sting is-, is
3: on the song though.
6: Is he? Yeah, oh, Sting is on this He's one? on it,
3: yeah. He, if you listen, he's in the back.
4: Uh, well, on the podcast,
1: wow. they can't
6: hear it, but. yeah, So Sting actually
1: yeah. hopped on this? Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't hate so hard, Carrie, okay? Let people live out their dreams of being a rock star.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to Dolly Land because of this. Uh, You've been I'm gonna to Land? I did not. <laughs> uh, Gatlinburg.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you what, some people may uh, may not you know love that area. We loved it. You loved it. We loved it. Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. all of that. Yes, Dollywood.
10: <laughs> that is that is that is
4: her spot. Dollywood is a major major place to be. Uh, that's a perfect segue, Carrie Rhodes, to transition to a little.
5: Chovino and Rich get you over the middle of the week with it. Midweek major. 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 Ooh, I love that. We throw sports and pop culture headlines and topics at the fellas, and it's like the kids say. That's so mid-week, Definitely major. CNR scoring Midweek Major.
4: Uh,
7: oh,
4: that's as good as I can do. Sorry, I got a cold. <laughs> uh danny g then throws it to spot who then spot hosts it but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna throw it to jason stewart who's our host today of midweek major what's going on jason
8: i'm gonna try to do my best uh spot impression um i don't have one i'm just gonna speak my <laughs> one. so um hey this was interesting to me but i need to know if it's a uh, midweek major right um Caleb Williams, the projected number one overall pick uh, out of USC. He liked a tweet this week. Um, The tweet was from a um, Twitter user or ex-user with 105 uh, followers, and I always find that interesting. Um, (laughs) Now, the tweet read like this. The only option for the Chicago Bears in the 24 draft, it's not Caleb Williams we want Justin Fields. The answer is Marvin Harrison Jr. That tweet was liked by Caleb Williams himself.
4: Midweek major. I think it's major on two levels. Definitely lines. major. The first reason why it's major is because it may tell you that maybe Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to Chicago. But the other reasons that it's major is that, as Jason said, it's only 100 followers. So you know he was searching his name (laughs) and came across it and is now looking for motivation to show. I I think he's using it as motivation in a way. Some people retweet meme tweets that people send to them, sometimes a quote tweet because it's just funny and ridiculous. But this is motivation uh, for Caleb Williams to try to, uh, to prove the haters wrong. That's why I
6: think it's major on two levels. I think it's major. All right. You know what? I I think it's actually mid. That's so mid. I think we become so desensitized and so gullible to everybody's, you know, acquies- acquiescing in the world. Oh, right? OK. Because everything that's been said doesn't have to be true. It's true in somebody's world, but it doesn't have to be your truth. And so I think you stay away from some of those things and stop liking them and stop reading it. Up. Stop reading everything you see. And he's going to be the number one pick, and I don't think it's even actually close. So I say mid. So you two are familiar
8: with this um, Packers corner Jair Alexander. Uh pulled, oh. pulled some stunt at the uh, coin toss. He's a
4: Louisville guy. You know, <laughs> he
8: pulled some stunt at the the coin toss on Sunday. And the Packers cited that as a reason today for suspending him one game.
4: Um, Dan, midweek major. I think this is major. I, I think yeah, this is a, a this is a big deal because Green Bay is also in the thick of things in the wild card uh, race. They have a huge game. Coming up against the Vikings on New Year's Eve night. Yep. It's a huge, huge matchup. And to not have Jair Alexander uh, because of what he said, how he said it, what he did, and not understanding, tells me that, listen, they're not going to put up with this garbage stuff anymore. It's a major, major deal. And Green Bay's defense is bad enough already, and this likely doesn't help anything. So it's a major
6: deal. I agree with you. I think it's major.
3: Definitely major.
6: There's something bubbling over with, with the Packers and Jair. He's gotten paid. He's been very brash. And this is my guy. But he's, I think he's feeling himself a little bit much. And so he needs to be humbled a little bit and I hope this happens for him because in the presser, he had these crazy glasses. I'm like, yeah, he's doing a lot. So I say
4: major. He's talking a lot. They also should suspend him for not knowing how to answer the questions of the coin toss. Yeah,
6: defer and defense or something, Yeah,
4: Yeah, yeah, well, they won the toss and he said, we will, we want to be on defense. Well, that's not deferring. (laughs) Alex Kemp, the referee, completely bailed him out and said, so you want to defer? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we want to be on defense. Well, if you chose to be on defense, that means that you made your decision and that Carolina would then get the option in the second half and yeah. say, all right, we want to be on offense. Yeah. Completely bailed them out. Could have cost Green Bay a possession.
6: The fact that he crashed the coin toss and did the speaking without even being prepped on it is another problem. Yeah.
11: This is, like, weird. Unbelievable.
8: Weird. Uh, sticking to the NFL here. So, uh, Debo Samuel was on with Kay Adams today. Uh, I mm-hmm. think she's on the FanDuel TV. Um Now, let's see. Brock Purdy has been taking some uh, incoming fire. Cam Newton last week, um, he addressed that. And also, he addressed Micah Parsons' tweet in-game. Where he basically, and you guys are more familiar with this than I am, Micah Parsons kind of took a shot at the 49ers game plan and basically saying this says a lot about the confidence they have in their quarterback. So um, Debo went on with K Adams today and they had this exchange.
3: Other quarterbacks get excuses. He has one bad game against 15 great ones and he gets crushed. Why is that?
8: I
2: mean, it's the Niners. It's the effect that we have on everybody. You know, like, I feel like nobody want to see us win. And, you know, they all quick to point fingers when things don't go the way they're supposed to go. And, you know, everybody thinks that and know that, like, we're still the best team in the league. Um, it's just crazy how, how much they try to, you know, harness or bring them down. I mean, the guy still threw for 255. It's just like... It's it's the NFL. Like it's gonna happen, and you can't you can't control how you know um, how tipped balls find 30 feet in the air and just giving guys the opportunity to catch them.
4: Oh man, <laughs> do you want to go first or I? Now, that... I will add this, guys. There, there was
8: an exchange as well where Micah Parsons was – I mean, uh, Debo was basically like, yeah, and Cam Newton, quit asking me to come on your podcast where you rip apart my quarterback. And then he said to Micah Parsons' tweet, I don't know what the, the Cowboys deal is with us. I don't know why we're constantly on their minds. So uh, midweek major.
4: I, I, first of all I think it's completely weak. I think that the que- <laughs> the question was leading because it's not fifteen great games for Brock Purdy. No. That is not the case. Uh he still threw for two hundred and fifty five yards, he threw four interceptions. Some of those tipped balls were because they were bad passes by Brock Purdy. Yeah. Like this is it's it there's this there's this desire to put Brock Purdy first or thirty-second on your quarterback rankings. What about if he's seventh? Like, can we, can we just live with that? I mean, like, it's it's just so weak. It was such a pro 49ers angle in question. Obviously, Debo's on there. You don't want to upset him, and it's not like it's going to be this hard-hitting expose. But I just thought it was weak all around. He had a
6: bad game. Right. Suck so I could deal with it. Yeah, I think it's weak as well.
1: Weak.
6: <laughs> They're um... yeah, the, the question was leading, and Debo obviously – wanted to get something off his chest it's probably why he was uh, on the show that day anyway and for him to you know talk about Cam Newton and stop asking him to be on this show like those things don't even really matter yeah I, I just think this whole take was, 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 was pretty weak and this, this interview was pretty weak and Cam Newton was not
4: wrong. He was it, not wrong, it, No, now, right? he, he wasn't. It, yeah. and, and it just all depends on how you listen and hear certain things and how you think of certain things and how you view certain situations. And from his perspective, that's the case. And I just I don't disagree with it.
8: Uh, one more here. All right. Jean Morant. Um, last night, he made a shot and he did a gesture, a celebration gesture. Now... They've looked into this. Um, the celebration gesture, I guess, on first glance kind of looks like he he uh, does the double shooting uh, of the guns in the air. But I guess it was a um, kind of a tribute to what LSU players have been doing all season. Um, it's called the Rocky Hips dance. Not familiar with it. Uh, but he Me was either. doing this and it <laughs> had nothing to do with guns. Um, but it got such a reaction online last night on Twitter that, you know, how does this guy not know to do anything close to shooting guns after what he's been suspended for? All right. midweek
6: major. Let me go first on this one, Dan, because okay. I, I, I think you got a strong one on this one. But I'm going to say it's major. Oh, I'm going to say major. And Definitely I'm o- major. And I'm only saying major because optics is such a big thing. in in sports and in our world. And when you've had the incidences that he's had, (laughs) to even have something remotely emulate the thing that you've been out for 25 games is kind of just, that's a bad look. So I would say it's major for that reason, but I don't really think it's major, but I think it's major for that reason. Yeah. I'm just,
4: I'm going to say, I'm going to just say that it's weak. Oh, I just want, I, I just want him to show a little bit of maturity, remorse, growth. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I don't think what he did last night is is bad, now that I understand it. It's up to me to kind of understand. I don't want to sit there and just jump off the handle and say, oh, yeah, he was pretending to shoot. Even prior to the show, I said to Jason, I go, I don't know what that celebration is. One site said that it appeared to be him. Pretending to shoot guns. I don't know. It could be something that I'm not familiar with. Which, by the way, that's what it ends up to be. Right. But it's the point of, from day one, after they won their game on the buzzer beater, the I keep receipts, I do this, now they're 4-0. There's nothing humble about it. And that's what just rubs me wrong. It makes the whole situation weak.
6: Yeah, they're going to be 57 and 0 for the rest of the way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it.
4: <laughs> now, I don't know if
8: uh, Scott, if Spot, if the format is for the narrator to, to put his thumb on the scale, but if I could weigh in on this. Yeah, go ahead. I've been annoyed the entire time about this whole comeback thing. Like, if he does go 57 and 0 or whatever, the, the, there is something in John Morant's head right now that he was done wrong, and that he's got a chip on his shoulder times 10, I think he said, or whatever it was, and and now they're out. It's, it's like the Grizzlies against the world. Yeah. All of this was your own doing. Yes. You weren't coming back from anything that was done wrong to you. You were coming back from a punishment that was handed to you because of something you did, and it just to me is just so. That attitude alone tells me he probably doesn't fully grasp what he did.
6: Yeah. Jason, I think, you know, I want to know the context of him saying it because I saw a clip of him speaking on that as well. And he was talking about other players being considered better than him as well. So, like, he's keeping the receipts on that, possibly. Like, I don't know exactly what he was keeping the receipts on. So... Before I take that side, which would be definitely a valid side, I want to know exactly what the context That's of that, That's just that conversation is. Oh,
5: we're
4: a weekend and we're already sick of it.
5: <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
10: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, on a Wednesday, (laughs) New Year fast approaching. So glad to have you hanging out with us. We are in for Covino and Rich, who are in for Dan Patrick the rest of the week here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Stewart, our executive producer, is here. Technical producer, Lorena Peterson. Isaac Lohenkron at the news desk. Uh, happy to have you. Hit carry up at carry25roads. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. I actually agree with Aaron Rodgers for once on something. What? Yes, we've been on opposite ends. I feel like sometimes I'm even unfair to the Jets quarterback because everything he says I find is ridiculous. Eh. But I'll tell you why I agree with Aaron Rodgers in a bit. But first, got to start out with the story of the day. Russell Wilson benched in Denver. Yeah, Sean Payton laying down the law, saying Russell Wilson, you are no longer our starting quarterback. And not only that, Jared Stidham, you're going to start as we look for win number eight. If you don't believe me, this was Sean Payton announcing the move earlier today.
7: I think so many times when we look at some of that stuff, it's self-inflicted problems, and, and that has to get cleaned up. That's communication. That might be having to reduce, you know, is there too much in, but look, right now we're, we're average to below average, I would say in a lot of things offensively, and it's not good enough. I think the ongoing step is understanding how not to lose games before you learn how to win them. And two thirds of the games we see each weekend are lost before they're ever won. And we're still learning that the hard way.
4: Well, they Going to have to learn it in the offseason because they're probably not going to make the playoffs. There was something interesting that Sean Payton said. And Isaac Lohenkron, I thought you played it earlier about win number eight on the season. Was there a Sean Payton cut talking about win number eight on the season that we heard him talk about today? Because again, as Carrie and I try to piece this news together, I'm on the side of Sean Payton. This is what Sean Payton had to say about win number eight.
7: I understand all the the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. And I can tell you we're desperately trying to win. And sure, in in our game today, there are economics and all those other things. But the number one push behind this, and it's a decision I'm making, is to get a spark offensively. In regards to the future, that we haven't had a sit-down, and I'm sure we will. Greg and I and George, we speak frequently, but this is about now, and this is about perfect. trying to get our perfect. eighth win, and uh, we'll go from there. Perfect, perfect.
4: So Sean Payton lays it out with a bunch of information that honestly doesn't make a lot of sense. From the get-go, you just felt its hubris on Sean Payton's part. Yes. To make this move to bench Russell Wilson with a team pretty much out of the playoff picture, there's the mathematically they're still alive, but realistically they're not.
6: They're done. And if you're a veteran player on that team, how do you sell that we're still trying to win? We win, get win number eight by taking out the best opportunity you have at that position to get win number eight? <laughs> it just doesn't add up. So yeah, it's the 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 ship has sailed. The plane has taken off. The plane has landed. One of those works in this scenario. Yeah. Right? A ship has sailed, yeah. Yeah, I right. think, is what okay. we're, we're looking cool. for. Got I know
4: it. you're flying aficionado <laughs> with the broken foot as well, but I think the ship has sailed on the Broncos season, and that just makes you it just makes you wonder. The the whole uh question of why now is the question that I have Considering a report from Jordan Schultz of the Bleacher Report saying the Broncos went to Russell Wilson in late October yeah. and said, "We're going to make you inactive unless you get rid of these injury guarantees." And I know that Sean Payton tried to poo-poo that in those comments, but you can't. Like it, it, other teams have done it. It's there's that that's not foreign to the National Football League. It just to me goes back to the whole big picture and all of this. And, and a few hours ago, we had Brandon Cristal, who covers the Broncos for KOA in Colorado. What a, what a good name! And it is perfect, right? <laughs> right? And Brandon is a top shelf. I'm telling you. Yeah. And you know his you know his, his point in in bringing in in bringing up the you know what happened in Denver's. You know we were we were talking about the expectations with the Broncos this season, and Brandon made it clear that this is Sean Payton's team. And I think that's why he was hired in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like that is, Like He is hired because it is his team. And yeah, it may not have been plan A or plan B for Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the Chargers. Maybe it was the Cowboys. But I think there's a reason that he took this job. And when he took the job, it wasn't, I can't wait to work with Russell Wilson. I think he wanted to try to stick it to the Chargers that didn't move on from him. I think there are a lot of different reasons on on why Sean Payton took the job. And Russell Wilson was just never a part of that future. Isaac Lowencron.
0: So, I'm just looking at Russell Wilson's official Twitter account. All right. Oh, boy. At Danger Russ Wilson. He hasn't tweeted since being benched, but he has liked three tweets. Two of the tweets... Referred to that report that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. The third tree, uh, the third like, was from a fantasy football-related account that essentially said Russell Wilson is now getting benched despite outplaying some of the league's biggest stars. <laughs> Unquote. So those are three of the last tweets that have been liked from Russell Wilson's official Twitter account. I swear you can't make this crap
6: up. It's unbelievable. It's getting onry in Denver right now. Yeah. I think it's going to get even bigger and, and, and crazier. But the problem with Russell Wilson is
4: you can't have it both ways. I understand it's the deal that you signed. But the Broncos made a decision. They said, you're going to be our quarterback if you waive these injury guarantees because you're not going to be our future quarterback. If you don't want to waive these guarantees, then we're not going to play you. So like for Russell Wilson you know to to say that he didn't want to remove his injury guarantees he is saying that I want to make sure that I have my money I want my 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 backside covered in all of this which which I can also understand yes, but you are also then being benched and I know he doesn't he's he doesn't believe he he should be benched he he doesn't believe that he should based on his playing ability which is why he liked the tweet about the fantasy football the fantasy football site that said this is who russell wilson is right playing for but for the broncos it's not about that it's about paying him in the future so that's where like russell can't have it both ways because he's not going to be a part of their future that's the part that bothers me with this i understand that you're you're you know you're you're believe in yourself and, and no one believes in themselves more than Russell Wilson believes in himself mm-hmm. believe me but what the Broncos are saying is look we just don't want you can be our starting quarterback we feel that you're the best starting quarterback we just can't have these injury guarantees and Russ is like nope can't do it sorry and
6: I would not do it either and I'll tell you why they just they hired a head coach in Nathaniel Hackett that came in for 1 year and got fired and I'm sure he's still getting paid so don't tell me about you want to take away my injury compensation package because I'm not going to be the future quarterback that does is those things go hand in hand, and it doesn't look good when you're the player that that's out there sacrificing yourself for the team, and you're telling me you want me to do you a no, solid by not <laughs> having this this call. No one wants to be benched
4: because of their ego. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter what, I don't. It, it's just it's not a good look, Carrie. I I don't know the ins and outs of your entire career. I don't know if you were benched in a certain situation, mm-hmm. but if you were, whether it be high school, you know, as one of the top players in the country, or at Louisville, one of the top players in the country there, at any point during your time, I assume it probably stunk. You know, like, like I don't want to be benched. That hurts me. Now I got to be better. I get that with Russell Wilson, but also if you're not being benched because of technically your pay, big, big, yeah. You know, we're we're you know, are we going to meet in the middle here or not? You know, like how about this? Russell Wilson tears his ACL. Now no one wants him next year. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 in that aspect of it, but he still would like get his money. I just I I feel like it's such a PR thing, and it's why he didn't yell back at Sean Payton. He should have yelled exactly. back at Sean Payton yeah. against the Lions. But yeah. listen here, is it because are you getting benched because of your play? Probably not. It's it's probably not the reason you're getting benched because of the injury guarantees because you're not the future quarterback. But liking tweets on both sides of the aisle just doesn't fly with me,
6: man. Like the tweets, he's not going to come out and say it, and he's not, and he shouldn't right now. He's also, if we know he's not going to be the quarterback there now, why would he come out and cause a riff or be a distraction or whatever? Liking tweets is not a distraction. It's a conversation we're having, but. It's a soft stance, and that's how he's been all all the time, right? Like yes, he hasn't been but, someone that speaks up, and you know this. You're a Seattle fan, so well,
4: on, and then Jordan Schultz is from Seattle. I
6: mean, his dad's Howard Schultz
4: of Starbucks, it, you uh, know. So, so there, there's a connection. So you know that the Jordan Schultz knows Russell oh, okay. Wilson and Got knows it. Russell Wilson's people. Got it. In fact, Jordan Schultz was just on uh, Speak on Fox Sports One. And guess what? Russell Wilson liked that video clip that was posted he like did. 11, 11 <laughs> minutes ago. So you know where that is coming from. right? Just like you probably knew where the insider stuff was coming from. Adam Schefter has plugged in to Denver from his days back in Denver. There's stuff that, that comes from there, you yeah. know, yeah. And, and that stuff comes out. So now it's it's a war of words, <laughs> but you can't have your cake and eat it too if you're Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. And again, this is why Sean Payton was brought in. Not to fix Russell Wilson, but to move on from Russell Wilson. And that's what the Broncos are doing. Um, I actually could like a tweet from Aaron Rodgers um, if it was put in a tweet. I do want to get to this. Yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, Rodgers tried to put an end to this whole discussion of him being activated from IR and taking a spot of a player on the active roster. That player ended up being a vested veteran. They were going to get paid no matter what. Yes. This was Aaron Rodgers explaining the situation. And not know Covino and Rich got into it last week and there was new information that came out, but, but CNR went back and forth on it. Now the story is advanced. This is what Aaron Rodgers had to say about this whole situation when he spoke with the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday.
11: Right. Well, I figured there'd be some conversation about it. Um, the story is simple. Uh, we lost. To uh, the previous week, and uh, I was again targeting the 24th to come back. So I assumed I was going to go on IR. I asked to be put on IR because you know there was a conversation. Do you want to practice? And I said not at the expense of somebody getting cut. Um, I know how this works, and I didn't need to feel like I needed to practice to continue my rehab. I could do on the field stuff on the side. But, obviously, uh, I got overruled there. You know, it, it is what it is. And, yeah, that was, a you know, an interesting situation. I called Nick right away. I just said, hey, I just hope you know this isn't coming from me. I'm, I'm, I asked him to put me on IR. But he actually said, hey, look, I'm vested. I'm getting my money. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. He's got, he would have got elevated this, this last week uh, if he'd been uh, been healthy, but he'll be back up this week, I'm sure.
4: that was Nick Bodden that he was talking about that ended up uh, being cut and put on the practice squad. But again, Aaron said that his, he was, Bodden was fine with it because he was getting paid no matter what. I agree with Aaron Rodgers in this, that I don't think Aaron Rodgers wanted to, have someone lose their spot and so to blame Aaron Rodgers for everything which I actually sometimes do (laughs) I do not blame him in this situation I do believe it was the Jets and I also actually don't even blame the Jets in all of this as they look at it even though Rodgers says I can do my stuff off to the side I can do all this and that stuff they're making a decision in their organization in the end a practice player ended up getting cut from the practice squad. Mm -hmm it wasn't nick boden that did it it was someone else who was making significantly less and if you're only talking about $20,000 whatever if you feel more comfortable and rogers doing that in your window that's the price that you pay. I'm sorry it stinks for the practice player, but that's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. That's not the Jets' fault. That's the that's the nature of doing business in the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be faulted for what seems to be a really silly story.
6: No, yeah, it's a silly story. I really don't even have much on it. I'm just surprised that you actually agree with Aaron Rodgers. It's uh, different. So, I know. Yeah, it's, it's unique. That's a new stance. And, but, no, he's – um, yeah, he wouldn't do it, and it doesn't benefit him at all here. I mean, it's not one of those things where – we can look back at but, Aaron's ego or something. It's it definitely wouldn't have anything to do with this. Do you think
4: situation. that practice squad player that was released is going home and throwing his gym bag on the floor and cussing out Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he has a, a, a voodoo
6: doll that he cut up, <laughs> like, that he,
4: he tore, tore right? apart yeah, in, in yeah. honor of
6: Aaron Rodgers yeah. and, and stitched it back together, and and he healed really quickly. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> when you're
4: a, when you're a practice <laughs> squad player in the National Football League, you know the business. Yes, and you probably have been cut for much worse reasons. On other teams, this is you know this is this is life in the National Football League. And the other part about this, Kerry, where I go back to square one, even if it was Aaron Rodgers behind all of this, I still don't blame it. I, I don't blame the move from being made because if Aaron Rodgers was never hurt, none of this is happening. There isn't an extra spot right. to be to be played. So, like, so just the fact that he was hurt in the first place is all the reason why we shouldn't care about this because his injury, while it torpedoed the Jets' season and torpedoed all of the hope that the Jets' fans had, that one practice squad player actually now got a spot and got paid for 15 weeks because Aaron Rodgers hasn't been there. So that's the way that it needs to look at it. So the, the, the twisting of the story of Aaron Rodgers is taking a spot, which, again, Ended up not being the case because it was a vested veteran, right. and the chain of command down the dominoes was a practice player who, by the way, would never have gotten those practice squad reps if Aaron Rodgers wasn't injured in the first place. One hundred
6: percent. But let's take it. Let's take a. Let's take it a step further as well. It, the fact that Aaron was aiming to come back and play. This wasn't just something where he's trying to be activated to practice. Yeah. The idea was if they won out and had a chance at the playoffs, which they still had a chance, he was coming back targeting to play. So that, all that, with all that being said, him having having a chance to come back to play, the practice player was definitely going to be cut anyway. And so that's part of it. I mean, that's the real part of the story. It's the nature of the business. Yes, It's truly what it is. Jets placing Zach Wilson
4: on uh, injured reserve, so he is uh, yeah, Zach's done. Done, done for the season. <laughs> He's probably happy uh, yes. happy for, for that as well. Yeah. Uh, hit carry up at carry25roads. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. As today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. I do want to let you know one thing. As Carrie and I are sitting in for Cavino and Rich, uh, shortly after the show is done, the guy's podcast goes up. And if you missed any of it, uh, when the guys are here or when we're here, pretty simple, just be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Cavino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast again. Search Cavino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. So that's for now. That's when the guys are in, when the guys are off. That's where you can find it. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer.